You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Uh, we're going into the Word of the Lord tonight, and uh, I'd like to turn your attention to uh, Psalm chapter 55. We may read a number of verses from this psalm, but I'm going to read uh, just one verse uh, starting out tonight. Psalm 55 and uh, verse 22 it says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved now uh first of all that's a that's a wonderful verse it's a wonderful chapter and you have to kind of uh when you're reading psalms sometimes you have to connect to uh when david is writing it and so uh this whole psalm 55 um is it's speaking about a, a, a challenging time, a difficult time in David's life. Uh, and so um, I'm just going to, there's kind of two scenarios. It could have been one when obviously he's being chased by Saul um, that this happened. But most, uh, most people think that this actually happened uh, around his son Absalom. And his son was seeking to kill him. His dad. Okay, he's wanting to um, get rid of dad. So you have to, you have to kind of go back to the history. Absalom was a, a rebellious son of David, and, um, and David was obviously the king of Israel. And there's a lot of hatred that's happening in Absalom's life, and he hates his brother Ammon because of what he did to his sister Tamar. And David, he failed to deal with that horrendous. Uh, behavior of, uh, of Ammon. And so Absalom, uh, he begins his plot to actually get rid of his brother. And he's in the process of taking out revenge on Ammon. And so that's kind of how uh, the story starts. And you can only imagine uh, what that would be like. Two brothers upset. One's wanting to kill the other. One's wanting to kill dad. Uh, I, that's quite a bit of chaos in the family, I would say. And the Bible speaks about it in the sense uh, when Ammon, he was uh, probably intoxicated at the time. And Absalom orders his servants to kill Ammon, to take justice out on, on Absalom, or to take it into his own hands. I'm going to take care of this myself. Dad didn't do it, but well, we're going to take care of it. And as a result, there was quite a fallout. Um, Absalom went to, the Bible says, to Geshur, and um, he spent the next three years there. Uh, eventually, the Bible says that David allowed Absalom to return, even though that it, it, uh, for the next two years they didn't see eye to eye. You can only imagine how much stress this brought upon the family. And finally, Abs Absalom is is reunited with his father, but it's a, a reunion that's destined for trouble because they don't seem to be able to figure things out. And Absalom begins to gain some influence among 
the men of Israel, and he's kind of undermining his father. And he's wanting to usurp authority of the throne, and eventually he's, he's relocating to Hebron, and he's declaring himself to be king. You can only imagine what kind of chaos this would have caused in the family. One brother kills another brother, has him killed. He's wanting to kill dad, and then he's wanting to take dad's throne, and uh, it's a quite a bit of chaos. And, and so accompanying Absalom in the rebellion against his dad is uh, a, man, a man by the name of Ahithophel. And Ahithophel was a counselor of David, and he betrays David, and he goes with Absalom. So not only is, is bad getting worse, worse is getting what we call worser. That's what I call. You will say more worse or whatever. And so you can imagine this, this counselor of David now is teaming up with Absalom and Hebron, and he's, he's, uh, he's in this full uh, pledge, to, pledge to kill David, and he's going to try his best to come alongside of Absalom, and he's, and he's in the process of pursuing David. And immediately God heads off this, uh, this plan and, and you see a guy by the name of, of, of Hushai, which is, which is kind of directly put in place of the plan. And you, read, you can read through 2 Samuel 13, 14, 15. You see this story. And Hushai becomes a, a person who warns David of what's happening. He's, he, he, he uses tactical moves to kind of let uh, David know what, what Absalom is up to. And this whole process just keeps getting deeper. So he's got this loyal guy by the name of Hushai, and David says, I'll tell you what, I want you to go, and I want you to go to where Absalom is, and Ahithophel, and I want you to kind of infiltrate into there and kind of let me know what's going on. And it appears like Hushai is kind of joining up with Absalom, and yet he's kind of there as a spy, kind of figuring out what's happening. And all of this, uh, you can only imagine how, how difficult this would be on the family. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, my son wanting to kill me, teaming up with someone else to get rid of one of his sisters. <laughs> you know, I can't, you know, it's a kind of a, and me coming up with a spy to kind of spy him out and see what he's up to next so that I can make sure I'm going to be okay. And, and in all of this, God's involved. Can you imagine, like, trying to figure this all out? And so you have this, this, you have this scenario. And, and David, he, they, they've got a plan, and Hushai comes back and says, listen, this is what they're up to. And, and God allows David to escape, and thanks to, to, to Hushai's advanced warning of, of Absalom's plan, David and his men are outmaneuver Absalom's army. He's outmaneuvering his son. They were prepared to be able to take evasive uh, uh, and, and be making sure they were prepared in advance that they're, they're not going to be caught in this future battle engagement with his son. David and his men regroup and they organize a, a battle against Absalom and those who were the, aligned with him and David's troops went out against them and they're, they're going to engage. Uh, the, the Bible tells us that the forest of Ephraim and there's, there's about 20,000 men. I mean, it's, 
It's a mess. A mess. And you say, well, Pastor, how is, how is any of that stuff relevant today? Well, it might not be the person across the aisle. It might not be someone you work with. It might not be, um, it might not be someone that is a family member. But do you know what? That there is an enemy that's trying everything in his power for you to be destroyed. He's up to tactical ways of trying to come against you in every capacity to make sure you go down. He'll use whatever tactics. Uh, he'll use whatever possibilities to try to, to uh, bring a, 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 an issue to your life, your family, your situation, your finance, your health. Uh, he'll try to bring all kinds of battles to your mind. Uh, he'll put all kinds of situations, uh, family, children, spouse, all kinds of things in your way to see if you can mess you up. David is now dealing with the burden of betrayal and his son's revenge against him. And you can imagine how heavy that burden is to bear. And it's no different than what people are up against today in life. There's all kinds of things that, yes, we can, we can go about life and we can put a smile on, but there's all kinds of people on a daily basis that are dealing with heavy burdens. And it's not all shared and it's not all discussed and it's not all put out there for everyone to see, but sometimes uh, the smile on the face is not real. And people are dealing with all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and again, I'll start into a series next week that'll show and, and, and give all kinds of information about the stuff that people are dealing with today. And so what happens is despite all of this burden that David is dealing with, he, 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 he orders his servants to, to deal gently with Absalom. And he commands Joab and, and, and Abishai and, and Itay. He says, listen, I want you to deal gently for my sake with the, with the young man. He's still my son. And you can see even the compassion of David through all of this. He says, listen, I, 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 don't, I don't want any harm to come to him. And, and you, you can read the story how, how, how they don't listen to David very well with that. And, and Absalom is, 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 is on a horse, and, and all of a sudden he gets caught by the hair in the tree, and the horse keeps going, and, and Absalom dies, David's son. And so you can imagine how this is piling up. He's gone from his son wanting to kill him, conspiring against him, putting up plans against him, and now in the middle of all this, he loses his son. David knew in all of this issue and all of these trials and all of these burdens, David still knew where to turn. Say, Pastor, that's not happening in my family. Well, there's a lot of things that happen that may not be exactly like this. But the enemy will come in like a flood. And there's all kinds of things that you're not prepared for at times. And you weren't expecting. And, 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 and you didn't see it around the corner. And, and all of a sudden, life is happening. And it seems to be uh, way more than what's uh, uh, necessary and what, 
what should be and, uh, and it doesn't seem fair and it seems to be over the top and, and what is, what's happening doesn't seem to fit your scenario. What, what, what did I do to deserve this? Those things happen to the just and the unjust, to the Christian and to the non-Christian. No one is exempt. No one. But the difference is whether you know where to turn. And David, he knew where to turn for encouragement and help. He couldn't control the circumstances. He couldn't control the situation. He couldn't control uh, the reaction uh, uh, of things that were happening. He couldn't do that. But he knew that his hope and strength was still in the Lord. Yeah. And despite Absalom's out-of-control rebellion and effort to take over the throne, and to, David was still extending love and mercy, grace toward him. Even though David wanted to spare Absalom and possibly rehabilitate him and, 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 you know, hopefully maybe I can just talk to him if I could have him sit down and get through to him. And, and, and that didn't get to happen and Absalom dies. Can't imagine what David was feeling. Uh, all the things. I wish, I wish I could have done something different. I wish I could have got, got through a little more. I wish there had been another opportunity. I wish I could have... Talk common sense. I wish, you know, you know, all the statements. See, sometimes we can't control life. Things that are happening around you, you cannot control at times. But we can control how we react in the midst of the circumstances. And whether it's going to cause anger and hurt and disappointment. Uh, uh, we, we can control what we run to. Okay. You can't get your solace from people who don't know God. And you can't get your, your wisdom from people who don't have any. And you can't rely on things that are only going to numb the senses. And you can't just uh, say, you know what, uh, I'm going to try to get rid of this somehow. No, no, no. you got to know who to run to. Yeah. And so what happens is, as someone once observed, when things go wrong, don't go with them. You've got to allow yourself to lean upon the only thing that can help you. And so in all of that situation, and I ain't giving you all the details tonight. I'm just giving you the highlights. But in all of that, most people think that's when David wrote Psalm 55. And he's in the midst of all kinds of trouble. And... He starts out, Psalm 55, says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint, and I make a noise because of the, the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in, in, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is so sore, pained within me, and the tears of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. And horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that, that I had wings like a dove. For then I, then I would fly away and be at rest. Can you hear David? It's like everything's going terrible. 
And when it just seems like it's reached the limit of how terrible it can be, it got a little worse. And he basically comes out and says, I wish I could just fly away. I would escape this mess. I don't know how you may say it. I don't know exactly how you may express it. May, I wish I hadn't got up this morning. I should just go back to bed. I don't know what it is that you say. We all have different comments that we say. You know, I wish I could take a drive down the woods and no one would know where I was. I, I wish I could just shut my cell phone off for a day. I wish, whatever your comments are. That's what David, I wish I had wings like a dove and I could just fly away. That's what he's saying. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about, and upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow in the midst of wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets, for it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it that he hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But if it was thou, oh, a man, mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance, uh, he said, I wish I could just figure it out. I wish I could come up with a solution for these problems. You ever had that thought go, man? I wish I knew just what to do. I just wish I knew when to do it. I just wish I knew who to call. I just wish I knew what to say. Have you ever had those pass through your head? Maybe out of your lips. That's, that's what David's saying. I wish, listen, I, I wish I had it all figured out. I wish I had it all figured out. We took sweet counsel together, walked into the house of God and company. Verse 15, let death seize upon them. Let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I want you to notice this, verse 16 of 55. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. I wish I had it all figured out. I wish I knew what to do, but I don't know. So as for me, I've only got one place to turn. Church, hear it tonight. It ain't going to be solved by me. It ain't going to be solved by someone beside you. There's only one place to turn in the middle of the storm. And that is, as for me, he said, I'm going to put my prayer towards the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He said, as for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me evening and morning and at noon. He said, will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. 
Doesn't matter when it's happening. Doesn't matter what time of the day. Doesn't matter the situation. I've got one person to call on. And I know he's never going to be busy. He's always going to be on the line. He's always going to be listening. He's always going to have an answer. He's always going to get me through. He's always going to see me on the other side. I've got one person to put my faith and trust in tonight. And that is the burden bearer. <laughs> yeah. Can't even imagine what David is facing. And we might read Psalm 55 and not know the background of it. He said, He hath delivered my soul in peace, verse 18, from the battle that was against me. For there were many. There were, there, there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, Selah, because they have no changes. Therefore they fear not God. He hath put his hands against uh, such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. And verse 22, the one we read, Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. David knew the best way for him to come out of his anguish and to deal with his pain was to cast his care upon the Lord. The sustaining power of God would get him through, even through betrayal. Nothing much more worse than that. He was certain as long as he kept his faith and confidence in God, nothing could move him from the hand of, hand of the Lord. That's why he wrote, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. The literal meaning of that, you can throw it down, throw it away, but whatever comes in your path, you can give it back to God. Oh, listen, if there's ever a day, if there's ever an hour, we have to know this assurance. It's today because you, you cannot rely on anything of this world. Nothing of this world will sustain you. It's only going to be the one that you call upon and the one that you rely on. Listen, the temptation will be there to rely on all kinds of things and put your faith and hope in all kinds of programs and all kinds of things. And I'm not against anything that helps. But there's only one that can actually hear what you have coming from your heart tonight. And that's the burden bearer. It's the burden bearer. Huh. Peter encouraged the early believers to rely on the care of the Lord. And it's very possible, according to scholars, that Peter was going back to this very chapter when he wrote the verse in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. 
Say, well, you know, that was just David uh, back in the Old Testament. Uh, he was in a unique situation. Uh, he was, uh, you know, that was something that, that maybe that wouldn't happen today. Uh, but Peter picks up on it, uh, and he takes a hold of the same passage uh, to the New Testament church. Uh, and he says, you can cast uh, all your care upon him, the Lord, for he careth for you. You know what we get caught up sometimes in that is it's just the big things. It's not just the big things. If it's a care of yours, it's a care of his. Well, you know, it's not in comparison to what so-and-so is dealing with. Maybe not. But if it's a care of yours, you can cast it upon him. Well, you know what? I... I'm just going to try to get through. I'm just going to try to make it. I'm just going to try to possibly get. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't try to do it yourself. Don't try to solve it yourself. Don't try to uh, you know, figure it out yourself. Every time we do that kind of stuff, we make a mess. Cast it upon him. For he cares for you. He's the burden bearer. If we ever fully understand trusting in God. He wants you to lean upon him. He wants you to say, I need him. Doesn't matter what it is. It might be a a child situation. It might be a family situation. It might be a work situation. It might be just a, a, an addiction problem. It might be a thought issue. It might be, it doesn't matter what it is. You can tell them about it. Well, I don't have anyone to talk to. Sure you do. No one will listen. Yes, there is. You've got the burden bearer. And no one can solve it like he can. Nobody. Nobody. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't want to bother pastor. He's too busy. You know how many times I've heard that stuff? I'm not solving it for you anyway. Who do I go to? You got, we all got, we've all got access. You can go boldly into the throne room of grace and obtain mercy. God, I don't know how to figure this thing out where my child's going to school. I don't know how to help my young person through college. I, there's a guy with the answers. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. He's your burden bearer. Mm. What was so interesting about David is he figured it out. He wrote a psalm about it. Peter, more than likely, followed right behind and picked up on the same thought and gave it to the New Testament church. And so the foremost key to successful Christian living, folks, is maintaining an abiding faith in the God of our salvation, understanding that our Christian walk is not a solitary undertaking, 
but a walking together with God and, and developing this intense determination to maintain our faith in Christ and continually look to Him for His ongoing sustenance to get us through. That's why David said, He will sustain thee. Yeah, it's not, well, you know what? <laughs> he almost made it. He might have made it. He could have made it. No, no, no. You will make it. He will sustain you if you'll call upon him. He will. He will. It's absolutely so important. David did not make Psalm 55 merely a recounting of his pain and frustrations. And so easily that could have been. He could have just cut it off and maybe after verse 15 or so and said, you know what, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a pretty gloomy situation. Didn't think my boy would do that. You, we, I, he could have just cut it off right there and said, you know what, it was, it was just a disaster. Man, I don't, know, I don't know what I did wrong with him. I don't know what I could have done different. I, I, I wish I had have done this or done that. He, he could have, he could have uh, just recounted his pain and frustrations that, but that, that got him to that point. But no, there was an appeal to God for divine assistance. David cried out to the Lord in faith that by the, the hand of God's intervention, he would prevail. It's not going to work to try to fly away and get away from it. It'll follow you wherever you go. Well, you know what? I'm just going to take a break. I'm just going to step back. I'm just going to. It'll follow you. That won't solve it. Nothing will. That won't take care of it. There's only one solution. A divine intervention of God's power and his presence that will get you through the situation. Yeah. That's what David did. He, he, he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord heard his, his cry. He fully believed that God's hand of salvation for him and God's hand of destruction for his enemies would, would prevail. And, and David set, to, he set the ideal pattern for believers of our day. Believers that if they're just faithful in crying out to God in worship and prayer and spending time unveiling their hearts before God, that God will be absolute in their life and power and presence of God will come to the forefront of your situation and solve it. Do you know that God can dissolve something just as quick as it comes together? Do you know that God can, can turn a situation on a dime and say, you know, uh, this is what it was yesterday, but this is what it is today. And then miraculously you see the hand of God turn that situation around and, and your time of discouragement and distress becomes a faith building uh, that, uh, listen, he's the burden bearer. I've cast it upon him and this is what he did. 
believers that have faith in God, it will cause them to, to look expectantly to an intervention of God alone and what He can do. And, and, and He'll bring complete consolation and deliverance from the situation. And, and, and as we cast our cares upon God, then all of a sudden it builds our faith that whatever comes the, uh, the next day or the next week or the next month or a year from now, uh, that if God did it then, He can do it again. And, and our faith builds, and, and all of a sudden we're casting our cares upon God again. And there's a maturity that happens in us as Christians that we put our full faith and trust in God. That doesn't mean that there won't be times where we're going to struggle and be challenged. Uh, but, but go back to a, a chapter like this here and realize that what David was facing. And, and in the middle of all that, he wrote, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. I was praying about today, and uh, I was thinking about the story, and, 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 and the story might not be absolutely familiar to everyone, and I understand that, but it's the concepts that I'm trying to share tonight. The concept is that David had a burden bearer, and you and I can have a burden bearer no matter what is happening in our life. Why don't you stand tonight? I don't know whoever's watching online or listening, whoever is in this service right now. I don't know what your day was like. I don't know what your week was like. I don't know what you're facing tomorrow. I don't know exactly what you're up against this week or next week or a month from now. I don't know all of those situations. I just know what God placed into my spirit for this night tonight. And whatever it is that's weighing down on the mind, whatever's weighing down on the heart, whatever's weighing down on your spirit, whatever's weighing down on you as a person and you feel your shoulders are got this heavy load and you don't know how, I just, I just don't know how, Pastor, I'm going to, carry this I don't know everyone's situation and everyone's situation is different but I do know the answer and I do know the solution and sometimes we need to be gently reminded that we have a burden bearer and you can come and cast all your burdens upon him because he cares for you and you can call upon him, and he's just waiting for you to call upon him because he, he'll hear your voice, and he'll, he knows what you have need of before you even ask. He knows. He's just looking for someone that says, you know what? I can't get sustenance myself. I can't solve this myself. God, I need you. I need you. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.